0: Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Diversity and inclusion has matured from a social obligation to a critical business success factor. Some organizations define it as nothing more than flexible work arrangements, but others have relocated senior roles to different locations to create a global perspective. But what is diversity and inclusion in today's context? I'm here with Peter Vermeulen, Vice President of Human Resources for the Americas at LINDY Group to discuss how to measure the effectiveness of diversity and inclusion. Peter, thanks for joining us this morning in uh, New Jersey.
1: You're welcome, Matt.
0: So, Peter, I understand that you were born in Belgium. You're a Belgian citizen, but you've recently become an American citizen. Tell tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Right. So... I feel very much a global citizen, Matt. I had an opportunity to live and work in five different countries. And you're absolutely right. I was born in Brussels and uh, moved around. And uh, basically, uh, since 2008, I'm in the U.S. right now. And and a couple of months ago, I became a U.S. citizen. So I've double citizenship. But I really consider myself as a global citizen.
0: And tell us a bit more about the Lindy Group and, I guess, also your role um, leading the Americas.
1: The Linda Group is maybe not so known to uh, a lot of people, but it's a leading group in industrial gases. We basically touch uh, so many customers from food processing to oil and gas to healthcare care uh, in really providing industrial gases to uh, these customers. It's really a B2B business if you think about it. And um, we basically, the Linda Group employs roughly 65,000 people uh, worldwide, and I'm responsible for the Americas, which is basically roughly a third of the scope of the Linda Group. And the Americas is basically going from uh, Canada to Argentina and South America, responsible for 13 countries, and that is roughly a a 4.5 billion uh, turnover, Uh, and roughly... Uh, 18,000 associates. And to tell us, Peter, how
0: does an organization move from diversity representation to real diversity inclusion?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, A lot of companies are still stuck, I would say, in the diversity representation. And I would describe it in very simple terms to the diversity that comes to the door every day. um that could be and diversity in the broader sense of the of the of the word right i mean it is ethnic diversity but it's also thinking styles it's also um your cultural backgrounds it's also the passport that you have the languages you speak uh, military background you name it and and so basically the representation is all of that the inclusion is making the mix work so it's not the people that come through your door that are diverse, but how do you make that sum greater than its parts, right? And and so that is a whole evolution. It's a journey that doesn't happen uh, overnight, Matt. And, um, you know, companies uh, basically can put a couple of strategies in place. I mean, the first of all is, is really you have to have managerial openness and willingness to demonstrate an inclusive leadership style. So that starts by by maybe uh, self-assessment of managers, really, to measure how inclusive their leadership style is, you know, so they are more aware of their biases. And uh, <clears throat> a culture is really developed, uh, you know, it's driven from the top, but I would say also pushed from the middle. And it's a, it's a two to three year journey, right? I mean, it doesn't happen overnight and, um, So it comes with a a kind of a three-year plan and and really a deliberate effort to bring a more inclusive culture uh, to the environment. And um, companies that do that successfully, you know, really outperform other companies.
0: So Peter, in your opinion, how does an increase in diversity and inclusion impact employee engagement?
1: I would say if you can be your authentic self in the workplace and you really understand how your contribution fits and contributes to the business results, that is just huge. I mean, it's going to be huge for, uh, as a retention element, but it's also going to be huge in terms of engagement. So, you know, affinity groups, for instance, is something that is being used in the U.S. a lot, and, and it's a group of, you know, minorities that come together, uh, let's say, and are engaged uh, around uh, certain topics. And I feel like it's, it's, I started to implement affinity groups now in the Linda group here in the, in the U.S., and it's amazing the impact it has on engagement. Um, you know, employees, uh, you know, start to see how they can weigh into, for instance, the business in a different way and uh, i have seen best examples um in other companies where uh, basically diverse groups are really thinking through how can we weigh into the business agenda let me give you an example uh, of a company called mattel you know the the, the company that does the uh, the barbie dolls this company has worked extensively, for instance, with the affinity groups on African-Americans to launch uh, a new uh, Mattel doll or a new Barbie doll um, and uh, an African-American doll. And uh, they asked the affinity group to really work with them together on, you know, the design, the marketing campaign, et cetera, et cetera. And, And that market, you know, that Doll was one of the most successful launches, uh in the motel history. And and think about the engagement uh, that you create by doing that, by really giving them an opportunity to be their authentic self, really weigh into the business results. I mean, I think it's huge. How do you think you
0: measure the success of diversity and inclusion?
1: Well, I'm, over the years, I developed a very simple uh, dashboard, uh, Matt, that started to call the uh, the six-pack, <laughs> the six muscles that you have to really develop flex to um, really excel in being great in diversity and inclusion. Five of them are related to what I would call the workforce, and one is related to uh, the workplace. So, and these six muscles, these the six-pack, would be the following, you know. First of all, attraction. Um, How well are you bringing in, infusing new diverse talent into the organization at all levels? You know, that could be, you know, with college recruiting, are we really bringing in diverse college recruits? Are we really bringing in diverse senior leaders in critical roles in the organization? The second muscle would be the development piece, how well are you developing Uh, all employees, of course, but then specifically targeted on your diverse population. And it it would be interesting, I I did a simple analysis by just saying, okay, who are the people that you declare in your business as high potential, but are three years already in the same role? What are you doing about this, right? And so having a metric around how well do you develop them, are you developing them in in an accelerated way, is just an excellent metric. The other one would be retention, of course. Um, how well do you retain diverse talent? And and really do the analysis to the root cause, why people are leaving, and really understanding this. The fourth one would be representation. If you look at your population, how well are diverse uh, groups being represented? And uh, in the U.S., of course, that has a A compliance component in, globally, you could basically do that, for instance, with female representation, say, um, how well are we represented from a gender perspective? And then the fifth muscle would be the succession planning. So look at your critical roles, Matt, and say, what are some diverse talents, if I have any diverse talents, right, lined up to uh, replace uh, critical roles? And are they ready now, ready later, ready future? What can I do to accelerate them? So these five uh, metrics basically tell you something about the workforce. The last one would be the metric related to the workplace. And it's as simple as running an employee engagement uh, every year and, and really asking some questions or having some data that shows you how the diverse groups uh, basically uh, how their engagement is versus the rest of your population. And questions such as, can I be my authentic self in the workplace, give you a wealth of insights. So these six uh, metrics, I call them the six-pack, are extremely valuable in, in, and very simple um, to be used in a business context to really show, you know, where are you today? Where do you need to be? Uh, what's the delta? How do I get there? And to conclude,
0: Peter, what advice do you think you'd give other HR leaders who want to drive diversity and inclusion efforts but aren't exactly sure where to start?
1: Well, I found out that um, a lot of people come up with a lot of lofty ideas and a whole set of activities that they want to do. And they, in my opinion, they they do two things wrong. One, they don't focus enough. So I think it's important to really declare what are the two, three things that you're going to do, and how does it fit into, I would say, a three-year plan. So Rome wasn't built in a day, so what are you going to do next year, the year after, and then how does it fit again into this three-year plan? So that is number one. And the second thing is really bring business analytics to the table. I have found out that when, in my previous company, when we were talking about diversity and inclusion, that people did not have the correct facts and figures. So, for instance, we kept having a problem in attracting uh, diverse talent in some target schools. And then we started to analyze the data and we found out that certain target groups are are not really available in some target schools. So we had to really re-engineer our target schools based on the analytical results. So I would say analytical data is really your friend in this, uh, then combined with bringing some focus and last but not least, making sure that you have the support from the top to really, you know, build accountability in the organization. And, and support for the two or three things that you really declare as a priority. These would be the, the advice that I have, uh, Matt, to, to drive this forward.
0: Thanks. And that was Peter Vermeulen, Vice President of Human Resources the Americas at the Lindy Group, discussing how to measure the effectiveness of diversity and inclusion.
1: For more excellent
0: conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.